Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he had been there early that morning and delivered the car and then left. I remember that I asked her if she'd bought the car and she replied she had I asked her how much she paid for it, and she said, I paid him $750 cash yesterday. That would be Thursday. Yes. But I knew that she couldn't have because I heard him talk to her on the phone Thursday night, as I told you. And she hadn't paid him anything for it then. What happened then, Mrs. Bowman? I asked her why, if she'd bought it the day before, the doctor had driven it home Thursday night. What'd she say to that? Well, that he'd said he needed the car the next day, and she'd let him have it. And, well, then she said something very queer, Lieutenant. What was that, Mrs. Bowman? Well... She asked me if my husband was a drinking man. And when I said no, she, she said that it was funny. Because when he delivered the car that morning, he left his grips in it. And that he promised to come back later in the morning and give her another driving lesson. But that he hadn't. And this was in the afternoon? Yes. And... Oh, and then she told me something that just didn't seem possible. She said that she didn't think he was coming back to me. That he mentioned going to Mexico and, and leaving me. Have you and Dr. Baldwin had any quarrel that might lead him to leave you? Certainly not. We were happy. For the next seven days, the two detectives devote their entire time to questioning witnesses, breaking down Margaret Willis's self-defense story. And at the end of this time, they are in possession of these damaging facts. First, Mrs. Willis claims that Baldwin was drunk the day of the murder. A close acquaintance of his swears that he saw and talked to the doctor as late as 10 o'clock on Friday morning, that he had not been drinking. Second, an employee of the Percival Arms Apartments informs police that on the morning of the murder, he delivered the trunk empty to the Willis apartment, that when he was about to leave, he saw a man's shoe protruding from a hall closet, that although it looked like there might be a foot in it, he hadn't said anything until he read of the murder in the papers. From several neighbors of Margaret Willis, it is learned that she is a woman of great strength and possesses an insane temper when angry. Last, after several weeks of preparation, Margaret Willis is placed on trial for her life before Judge Charles Craig in the Los Angeles Superior Court. Several preliminary witnesses are heard, and then the court crowded to capacity with eager throngs craning for a look at the now famous woman. Deputy District Attorney Hammer calls Margaret Willis to the stand. that you're under oath, that you're sworn to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Very well. Now, you say that on Friday morning, April 12th of this year, the deceased came to your house to deliver a car that you had purchased the day before for $750. That is right. And isn't it a fact that in reality you've not paid this man a dollar yet? I object, Your Honor. Incompetence, irrelevant, and immaterial. Objection sustained. Very well. Mrs. Willis, would you mind telling me exactly what took place in your apartment on the morning in question... Just tell me in your own words. Well, Dr. Baldwin brought the car over about 8 o'clock, and he was drunk. I object. Overruled. Proceed, please. He said, Lord, I love you this morning. And I asked him if he was drunk, and he said, maybe. Then what happened, Mrs. Willis? Well, he was going to give me a driving lesson, so I went to the closet to get a coat. 
And suddenly he came up behind me and tried to kick me. Continue, please. When he tried to kiss you, what did you do? I tried to get away from him, and he grabbed me. I told him not to be so silly to go out to the car, that I'd be right out. Did he go? Yes. At least I thought he'd gone. But when I came out of the closet, I found him standing there. He's looking drunker every minute. So what did you do then? I told him to please go. He started toward me. So I backed into the closet and grabbed the gun that I always kept there. What kind of a gun, Mrs. Willis? A revolver. Is this gun marked People's Exhibit Number 2 the one, Mrs. Willis? Yes, that is the one. Thank you. You may continue. Well, I told him to leave or I'd shoot him. But he didn't. He grabbed me by the arm. With you holding the gun pointed at him? Yes. Why didn't you call for help? There were neighbors all around. Well, I didn't want any notoriety. Yet you'd rather shoot a man than have a little notoriety? I... I didn't think about that. You didn't think about his wife or his baby either, did you? I object, Your Honor. The question is leading and suggested. Objection overruled. Mrs. Willis, tell us in your own words just what happened from the point where he grabbed you by the arms to the actual shooting. We struggled a bit, and then I fell down with him still holding me. Suddenly, well, I guess I got scared because I saw his head right in front of the gun and I pulled the trigger. Did he die instantly? I, I guess so. Your Honor, my client doesn't know what she's saying. I can prove that she didn't even fire the shot that killed the deceased. It was her lover, Bert Webster, who killed him. The court will be quiet or I will clear it. Mr. Laws, you've just made a serious accusation. Can you offer evidence to this court confirming it? I can, Your Honor, and I will. I can produce positive proof that Bert Webster was the killer of Dr. Baldwin. And before this trial is over, I will. But the defense attorney's statements proved to be no more than a last-minute desperate attempt to bring a retrial. And after reviewing the facts, Judge Crail submits the case to the jury. And in the press room... Yeah, I tell you, she'll get out of it. All it takes is a dame and a small attorney and it's a setup. You might be right, Ed. I never saw it to fail. Doesn't matter whether she's young or old, the jury will fall for the old gag about you can't hang a woman. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get off with ten years, suspended. Yeah. Well, all I can say is if she does, there ain't no justice. Has the jury reached a verdict? Uh, we have, Your Honor. Will the clerk of the court read it, please? We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of murder is the first degree. Is there any reason why this court should not pass sentence at this time? No, Your Honor. Very well. Margaret Willis, stand and face the court. You have been found guilty of murder in the first degree. Therefore, it is the verdict of this court that you shall be confined to the state penitentiary for the duration of your natural life. <laughs> Margaret Willis, murderess, was sent to the penitentiary for life, there to pay the penalty for her crime, a strange crime, this inasmuch as it was definitely proved that self-defense was not the reason for the murder. The only other reason was the desire to own Dr. Baldwin's automobile. It seems incredible that anyone, in possession of their full senses, could resort to murder for so small a gain, yet such was the fact in this fiction-like case. Thank you, Chief Davis. 
Photographs of Mrs. Willis Trunk murder case and the complete story of the amazing crime you have just heard are printed in the fascinating Calling All Cars News, a bigger and better publication this month than ever before, with several true detective mysteries, latest radio and, and movie news, and descriptions of 14 gifts that radio or that Rio Grande offers free to every boy and girl. Get your free copy of the news wherever Rio Grande crack gasoline is sold. This is the same gasoline used by many of the largest law enforcement agencies in the West. Rio Grande crack gasoline speeds the police cars of many cities and counties to a speedier solution of the crime mysteries that you hear on this program. The same qualities that have caused this gasoline to be chosen to power more emergency cars than any other brand are needed by your car to develop its maximum speed and power. Give your car a chance with Rio Grande Cracked to show you some real police car performance. But when you're enjoying this greater speed and power, be sure that your engine is protected by motor oil that won't break down at high speeds. Rio Grande dealers recommend Sinclair Motor Oils because they are guaranteed to provide a thinner but tougher film of protection that never breaks down at any speed. You use less oil when you fill your crankcase with Sinclair Motor Oils because the wax, jelly, and carbon-forming impurities are already extracted. Sinclair Motor Oil makes the ideal running mate for Rio Grande cracked gasoline. Sunday's police calling all cars, attention all cars, a cancellation broadcast 134 regarding a dead body found on Newhall grade. The body has been identified and suspect this case is now in custody. That's all. Rose and Quest. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.